What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and this is the Facts Project. Got a special guest today, all right? Good friend, great indie comic book creator, CEO of Concrete Comics, my main man, Lonzo Star. What's going on? What's going on, bro? Got to give you the Apollo intro, you know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I appreciate it, and I see that glorious book behind you. Oh, do you? Glorious yeah. prop setup. I like the props <laughs> set up over there. Yeah. Is the only way I know how. So, first and foremost, mm-hmm. this year, as far as concrete comments is concerned, as far as like the indie comic community has been concerned, it's been pretty fun. It's so been fun, bro. So, the, so how do we look at it from your perspective? Like, if, if we're talking about since the, it, as horrible as the pandemic has been since march how has concrete been doing so i will say the pandemic we had to literally like the world did we had to switch up we had to like switch overnight because this year was our going out year we was gonna hit every state comic book con we could mm-hmm. so we had I literally would say we had a con every month in a different state that we had planned. I had already put money down towards it all up the East coast. We was rocking out. And, um, so, you know, that started with our book signer was like number one. Right. But no, no, you know what? January was our number one. We did a comic con in January. Then we did our book sign in February. Then March, April, May, we had one every month, but March we had to cut everything. And this is also the time we first put our books out online. This is when we first started selling our comic books like worldwide. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was it was it was scary at first because we didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic. Like if people were going to be wanting to spend money because everybody's buying toilet paper and going crazy at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Everybody everybody got cabinets full of Vienna sausages right now, right? And, and um. <laughs> But um, surprisingly, man, it was like it was like a blessing to just get everybody to just sit down and just really look at yourself and evaluate what you want to do, who you want to be and how you want to build it. If 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 you were creator in this pandemic and you didn't build something new, like a new layer of yourself during this time, I feel bad for you because this was the time to get in that hyperbolic chamber like Dragon Ball Z and, and get it in. Yeah. That's that's what we did, man. And I went in the beginning of this year, I didn't know nothing about online selling, like how to sell stuff online. Now I got multiple streams of selling income online because I had to do it. So you I'm basically saying. converted Concrete Comics into an e-commerce brand. E-commerce brand, bro. Exactly. Mm. Exactly, man. Like through... I don't think people understand through this period I went through, we originally couldn't sell the products on our website. Cause you know, you got to set up certain things for that. So I was using like a third party link to, to collect the PayPal money. Then I would ship out the books myself. So right. over this course of time, I developed a partnership with a printer. <laughs> now I got a printer that's print on demand. I don't even touch nothing now, man. I'm, I mean, I'm hands off. I'm, I'm Birdman right now. Oh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Big baby but, boy. <laughs> straight up. Yeah, man. So you know, it, it was just like this year was the year of adapting. Like, just take a look at yourself, man. 
would you be doing what you're doing if we all wasn't staying in the house? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say that the incorporation of me doing a bunch of IG lives and, and evolving it into a podcast probably wouldn't have been on the list. That's but what the I'm thing telling is, you. But the thing is the... I guess the uh, the cabin fever, how it was going to play out, had to like then turn into like something that was going to be like, I had to make this shit work in the end. You built another layer of yourself. Exactly. You're, you're still the same. Oh, you, now you have a, you still, still now, now you have an extension. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's, and that's the dope thing. And it's, the other thing that's dope about what happened to all of us is that we were we watched each other grow. We yeah. watched everybody grow. And yes. and you know what I'm saying? Like literally, bro, <laughs> we watch people be born and then flourish into something crazy. This is true. So it, it, it was it was a crazy experience. It, it it is, but the thing is like it, there was this uh gigantic sense of community that started to happen between a lot of independent creators a lot of companies a lot of other comic books that necessarily probably didn't know each other before march yeah and everybody pretty much during that time was going all through the same struggle and inevitably they all started talking to each other and then they started realizing the similarities amongst each other and, mm -hmm. and then it was like oh well collaboration started to happen it was like mm -hmm. well you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I really dig your stuff. Right. You know, I've all, I, you know, I've always wanted to jump into this genre and I've never known how to do it. Could you possibly show me? And everybody has been cool. I haven't seen no type of friction amongst anybody within the indie comic community as far as like how they wanted to go about um, the collaborations between other creators. It's just been like an even right. flow. There's been no ripples at all. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think, I think too, the, I, I think it's what I was talking to, but it's like, I believe why we are a community is because I think we're all trapped in the same algorithm, right? Yeah. Like when you, when you, when you rock, I see you, Black Ramen Podcast, CNS Comics, Lost Children, Decimation Earth. These are the people I see when I get on my feed. It's yeah. like, we're just, we're just trapped in with each other. Yeah. So now it, it's like seeing your neighbors cutting their grass. You know, you come outside. Oh, what's going on, bro? How you doing over there? You know, same old ass over here. Uh -huh. And uh, <laughs> so, but but then you start getting familiar with that person's work. You start liking it, appreciating it. You know, it's just like seeing a neighbor. You see how they treat their grass, then you start looking at the grass like, man, I like yeah. them. I like what they're doing. Like, uh, use a specific type of fertilizer. What type of fertilizer do you use? What, what, what type is that, brother? Exactly. Yeah. I got these little hedge clippers. I got to get that now. Well, like, yeah, well, I use a, I, I, I see my stuff in the wintertime and then I let it like exactly. and everything like that. Like you're trying to just basically like build up the plans, but you're also utilizing the community in order to help you. The, the community. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that, you know, um, the other thing that helps is that none of us are making like the same people where we're, mm -hmm. we're all, we all have, our stories are all very different. So there should be no sense of competition in this community. I, I'm a fan of, of always looking at how to give my fans more, right? So, right. for instance, if I don't have a comic book coming out, but I know my fans like a podcast, I'm like, oh, check out facts. Now, I'm sharing your stuff like mm -hmm. it's mine. 
Right. It ain't mine, but it's allowing me to feed my people more stuff. So if I know some other comic book companies that got a Kickstarter out, hey, listen, yep. all my supporters, slide over there and check them out. That's my family. And um, you know, it, it just helps build build the community, man. It's at true. The end of the day. It's true. And and I think um necessarily amongst just comic fans in general there was a bit of, I guess, uh, complacency that started to happen amongst the big two to where they wanted to see different stories out. And then, then when the pandemic happened, it caused them to actually research content that was out there and then come to find out there's so many indie labels out there that they, that nobody even noticed. And mm-hmm. start reading into the storylines of like, damn, I got to get me some of this shit. Because I can there's tell you- Those storylines are here. Yeah, because I'll tell you, I've talked to friends- about uh, tons of indie labels, yours included. And, mm-hmm. and now when I speak to them, I just get 10 times more questions about how how far deep digging can I go? Do they have something in this type of genre? Do they have something right, right. with this? They're like, I've always looked for somebody of a cosmic uh, cosmic level. What, uh, what companies have like cosmic type characters? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, well, you can go to Acolyte if you like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right, it's, right. It's right there. They're into their second issue and stuff is stuff is coming out. You know what I'm saying? And 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 necessarily it's just that research of looking for a brand new story. And that's what's appealing. Exactly. That's appealing to the customer. That's what that's what hit me. You know what I'm saying? Back in like 2017, when I started going to Comic Cons and everything like that, you realize mm-hmm. that the indie, the indie section is way way big, in the way, way in the corner. Way too. in the corner, but almost like I'd say, if we're talking about New York Comic Con and everything like that, so one of those bigger scale comic uh, Comic Cons, there's like rows of creators exactly. and yeah. all their different comics and every comics and everything like that. Yeah. Then yeah, you got the big two, got their own little like gigantic sections, but they're more their so, own sections. They're, exactly. they're they're multimedia companies now. They're not even selling comics. Exactly, and you know what the funny thing is about cons, man. I think after. After this year, like cons are gonna have to really restructure where they put the the um the quote unquote indie section because we're we're huge now. We're bigger than the big two now. You know what I mean they're gonna have a, a a little booth over there, all the actors and stuff gonna have a section, but the indie thing can be literally the majority of the event. Absolutely. And it should be like that. Absolutely. And the thing is, like the resumes that are being built up strictly off of this year alone, the money that's being pumped into it. Like, I think I talked uh, I was talking with somebody about it where I was talking about how Kickstarter hit another record last year. They hit a record 19 million dollars mm-hmm. based on just comic books within Kickstarter, basically independent comic book uh, companies this year with I think it was like two months to spare. It had already hit 22 million dollars. Exactly. So, like, it was like more people were doing research, more, more people were trapped inside. They saw a lot of creations out there. People were making money. You know what I'm saying? People that had put, people had put out series in the past and only made like one. Uh, they they put their goals at one two thousand and they hit. Right. You know, but right. now you see cats like putting their goals at one and two thousand and they're getting six. They're getting yeah. eight. They're getting ten. You know what I'm saying, bro? And and just imagine if, like, say, IDW had had Concrete Comics, had um, Ray Comics, they had like two other 
big companies that did Kickstarters off of just four four uh, titles, they would have made close to a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Just based off of our Kickstarters and how much we made. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and now that, that could have been just from four four yeah. different imprints they had underneath their company, which is probably making more than what they're making right now with all the titles they have. And right. that's now we got to understand the power we have in the indie community. Like, don't when they when they start coming and flashing them dollar bills to us, don't jump to it. We are in the power chair now. Exactly. You know what I'm we we hold the majority seats. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So we got to really that's what I want from the indie community us to really find a way where we can protect ourselves, man. And, and, and literally keep this community aspect up because we, we are the ones that have been on the back burners for the longest. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's, it's just like the NBA, right? Getting to get being a writer in Marvel or DC, you know, there's plenty, there's thousands, millions of people that play basketball. It's like 3% make it to the NBA, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying something crazy like that. So yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, at, at like like you said, at the end of the day, you, you got to realize the leverage that you have now, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much what's going to matter as far as like twenty twenty one and going forth. Now let's let's talk about your team. You know, what I'm so hey, hey, trolls, trolls, they all trolls. They're oh. horrible. I'm held hostage. <laughs> Jamil Onaji, they are terrorists within my own household. So so we're talking about uh, Jamil Lessie, the creator of Absolver, and we're talking about uh, Onaji Rouse, who is the creator of uh, Odina. Mm -hmm. And see, these these guys also hold significant titles within Concrete Comics. Jamil Lessie, he's the art director. He's the guy that looks over all of our art, makes sure we're up to standard. Onaji's the general manager of Concrete Comics, so he's the one keeping us on that deadline. Like, hey, yeah, we got we got a schedule to hit. We got we we got stuff to do. And then you got Daniel DiCalvo. He's the editor in chief and also the creator of Andy Starboy. Yeah, and he's the one that reads over all of our stuff, make sure it's tip top condition, the grammar, everything's everything's where it needs to be. You know what I'm saying, and me, I, I hold the chair of the I guess director of operations. You know what I'm saying, so okay. so so not only does uh, each person have a a brand creative of their own, but they also hold a seat at the at basically overseeing all the comics that are coming out within Concrete Comics. Yes. Yep. Man. Yeah. And 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 a dope thing is, and I think we've talked about this in the past, is that all of you are not sitting like within the same neighborhood. It's not like a place that you can go. Not at all. And you guys have like an office somewhere where you can all meet up. When was the first time y'all met up? The first time I met Onaji was at our book signing. Right. And that was the last time I'm I'm gonna see him. <laughs> no, <I'm playing. laughs> Damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but yeah, um the book signing was the first time I met Onaji. He's he lives in Atlanta. And that was um, January, right? That was February. Yeah. That was February. And the thing is, how long have you had known him before so, you know, before that? Price probably, probably twenty eighteen. 20, late, late 2018 so about so it's probably like a year close a year and a half before yeah. i ever seen him exactly mm. and you know y'all man? y'all been working this, so so for for those of people that are listening in and understanding what he's saying onaji is from atlanta you know what i'm saying lonzo lives in new jersey now he's mm-hmm. he's from philly 
So All right now, you know, right on. Yep. So, <laughs> so literally kinetically through through the web and just like doing virtual meetings and talking on the phone and everything like that. They've ha- actually had the time to make a business without even talking to each other. You have to ask yourself, are you grinding that hard to where you have a business relationship with a person that, that lives states away? States away, bro. And you know, it's, I always tell these guys, like, I'm, I'm just honored that they, they, they trust me to, to have a vision to, 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 to do what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they we all apply our powers and we cover each other's weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what keeps us, uh, you know, going in the direction that we're going in, man. You know what I mean? Because it, it's hard, but no, no great dynasty is built by itself or one yep. one man. Jay-Z didn't do it by himself. You know what I'm saying? It may appear that way, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He had a lot of good help in starting with Jazzo. You know what I'm saying? You got to remember <laughs> Jazzo mm-hmm. was one of the first people that showed him the game, got him into these shows and stages. And he was, I think he was opening up for Jazzo, right? Yeah, he was so, part of the originators. Big Daddy Kane and Jazzo, and Jazzo brought on Jay-Z. And people people don't even acknowledge that because they don't know that existed. So everywhere has a beginning. I started off just wanting to do a theme song for a comic creator. Right, because your background was in music. My background was music. And I seen Dark Eagle comics. I don't know if you checked him out yet, but his stuff's pretty dope too. Hmm. um yeah he he had an animation actually wow. and my boy naeem sent it to me and he was like yo check this out and you know me i'm 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 a businessman so when i seen the animation i was like oh that's dope i want to do the theme song for it <laughs> so then i contacted him i contacted him i went through all the avenues man that's another thing for everybody that's listening creators or just inspiring and to do anything creative when you want something there's always a way like don't 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 send a person an email, they don't respond, and that's it. If they don't respond to the email, check out their Facebook, find their IG, find their Twitter, message them on everywhere you can. You can get to them. Yeah. You, you just, you just got to be relentless at it. So that's basically what I did. And when I contacted him on his Facebook, he told me no at first. And I was like, bro, listen, I'm not charging you. I just want to do this for myself. Right. And you may like it. So he said, all right, cool. But he, he wasn't even really wanting a theme song for his thing. So I, I so what happened was he had this, he sent me a script so I could really understand the character so I could write something dope for it. And um by me seeing a script is what led me to understand how to write a comic book because I was reading it and I was like, yo, this is this is a lot like writing a song, you know what I'm saying? How it's structured. And that that's when like all my childhood dreams of me wanting to make a comic book just just exploded. Right. And I did the song. He loved the song too, by the way. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, did he did he take the song? Like he was He loved the song and it's his current theme song right now. Three years standing. It's still there, (laughs) still rocking. But that that's what really drove me. Like it was like a rush, man. It was a rush. But it's funny how the universe does it, bro, because it really started when I made this song, Clark Kent, in um, 2016. Well, I put it out in 2016, but I made the song in 2014 and um I made it, but it sounded different than everything I had out there. You know, everything else was like club tracks and stuff like that. But this Clark mm-hmm. Kent thing, it was like, it was like I really dove into my knowledge of Superman. Like everything I knew, I, I related in like a relationship status of how women are often looking for Superman, but they ignore Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole song was about. So I described Clark Kent's 
observation of Lois Lane as she was ignoring his ass looking for Superman when he was right there the whole time. Right. So that was the whole concept to the song, right? But um, it was like, at this time, that's when Superman and Batman was about to come out. Everything was just aligning for me to get into the comic zone. Right. It started with that song I made sporadically for no reason. Mm-hmm. It, it was like that song was what sparked all the comic book love and knowledge I always had, but it was buried in because I was so surrounded by these worldly, worldly things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And so Clark Kent led me to my first Comic Con because I was promoting the song. I said, why not go to a place where, yeah. you know, comic book fans are? I had flyers, book bag. Me and a couple of my gangsters went up in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and that's when I went to a Comic Con for the first time. Mind blown. A few months later, my boy sent me that video of an independent comic book creator, a black guy, okay. with his own comic book comic. Blew my mind. Boom. Right. And all that led to me wanting to make my own comic, which is Acolyte. Mm. And then, you know, I mean, I'm all about owning myself. So I had to make it a brand. Right. And and that's really where, like, <laughs> that's really how it started, man. It, like, it, it, like, like, like a trickling effect. You know what I mean? Now, Acolyte, where did that come from? Well, you know, I'm a church going guy. And um, I, I used to be an Acolyte when I, I was younger no in church. Had well, no first idea. of all, Wait. I'm not Jamil here, all right? Relax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, I was an acolyte when I was younger. And okay. It's funny, man. Acolyte was, he was written a completely different way okay. in the beginning. I was, I would say I was limiting myself because of what I was used to for, for black, black creators. You know I'm saying he was going to have like a struggle in life, all that, all that stuff. We're typically prone to, to yeah. write ourselves in writing in trauma and that's that's where he was started at but his origin i would say the purpose of him is the same but the way the origin is told is different when i first created him he was like on some daredevil stuff okay and it was it was it was dope like like it was more so based around the church it was like a man that that had once believed but stopped believing and but he still does these glorious things because he feels it's right and mm-hmm. it's all about him finding his faith again and and what he was, you know, he originally believed in. But right. the name comes from that's that's a title I once held in church. And the acolyte is the 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 person that starts the ceremony. So when mm-hmm. the, before the pastor comes out, the acolyte comes out, lights the candles, sets the room, gets everything set up. And that was my job. So was acolyte it? being the first cat, first um, hero of Concrete Comics, it makes sense for him to be the acolyte. He's starting the foundation. What's that? You know the church? No, no, no. I was in a Lutheran church, but it kind of has similarities to Catholic and Baptist. It's like both. You know what I'm saying? Ah, okay. Gotcha. It's not, it's not as, as, as dull as a Catholic. It's not as turned up as a Baptist. It's like, it's a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Dang. But, okay. Yeah. I ain't, yo, yeah, I had, so. I had no idea. See, that's the first time I've heard that story. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where the name came about. Now, within the within the comic book universe, it means something different. His father gave him that name, and it's gonna it's gonna have the meaning of like the the starter light of you know what all is created. And, right. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm still gonna tie that in that into what I'm doing. But but yeah, for the most part, man, acolyte acolyte is a reflection of myself. You know, right. he um his story is mainly about a man that felt less than, like he didn't have enough 
power to to stop things from happening that he really wanted to to stop. Right. And then all along, he really had that power in him, which is out, which I feel that a lot of us struggle with in real life. We don't we don't understand our true power we have and we hide in the shadows and what people tell us we can't do. So mm-hmm. Acolyte represents that that struggle. You true. That's true, man. That's true. Now, with the exemption of Andy Starboy, I know that that is on, on issue, issue one. Um, you're now on issue two of all three books. So Odina's in issue two, Acolyte's in issue two, Absolver's in issue two. You've also mm-hmm. had the uh, the ads mini book that basically came out during Juneteenth. Right. So like you, you have a substance, a universe built within Concrete Comics that already has four to five characters set up Mm -hmm. now like to to start your universe that big is 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 necessarily not not the norm for a comic book company a lot of them just start with the one book we're gonna go with one one storyline and we're gonna see how that pans out y'all came right out the gate right with three right 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 so like automatically from jump it kind of just made you guys a little bit more different than everybody else because it was three books three different creators and trying to build upon a universe which nobody had necessarily seen because you're going to get basically all three facets all at once mm-hmm. so how, yeah. how, how do you necessarily like feel as though like that fits that fits the mold of your company that like that you guys you have the confidence that you know, that you could just come out as a team first, you know, all through all three individual comics. You know what I'm saying? Like the the lunatics didn't come out first. Right, Nelly right. came out first. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, right. Straight up, like, you know, like state property didn't come out as a group. Beanie had to come out first. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, you y'all chose like a whole different route. Like, you know what? Let's just give it all to them at once. Like. Was that was that your decision or was it like a group decision? It was like, all right, let's just do it all in one hit. Well, it was it was a couple of decisions behind that, but you know, it's funny you bring up music because it's really we went the Wu Tang route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, like Raekwon got an album, Ghostface, Meth. Yeah. We all got albums, brother. Engulf us all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so, right. Like, basically, it was. I would say. I would say it's a Concrete Comics exclusive fact right here, right? Mm-hmm. So in the indie community, being an indie comic creator by yourself, usually it's a long wait in between. Which mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Most of us can make one book a year, right? This is true. So I understood that, okay, with my other brothers that also have comics, we can bounce off of each other to spread out the time so that our fans can continuously get things. And it made it easier for all of us. For instance, if I drop a book, now I can build in the shadows while Absolver's about to come out. Now I can chill, Odina's coming out. Now Andy's coming out. By the time it comes back to me, oh, here you go. Yeah. My, my work's in, teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> we good. So. So it kind of it, it helps out that that was the original mathematics to the to solve the 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 equation of time. Right. You know what I'm saying time was the issue. And that's that's how we figured out to fix that. Mm. But um, the other thing is every everything like every character you see in Concrete Comics has been handpicked to be there. It's not just like somebody just come to the character. I'm I'm looking to fill a void right now. So 
when you look at acolyte absolver they're night and day one is one is deep in the shadows uh, surrounded by the demons and the gory the blood the guts to acolyte he's in the highest of the highest levels of cosmic understanding right you take odina right in the middle you know what i'm saying earthbound usually on earth fighting earth known problems yeah and so now the three of them balance out the universe perfectly so uh-huh. if if you come to conquer comics for the first time and you like blood guts and gore you can go right downstairs right to absolver's room you're yep. fine you good you ain't got to worry about nothing if you like a team-based setting, Odina got you covered. If you want to go up to the stars with the with with a Superman type of vibe, you got Acolyte for that. Now we're introducing Andy Starboy. We're introducing you to make more of a sci-fi uh, vibe vibe to the universe, and that also introduces the multiverse, which through him will be able to create even other random stories. Uh-huh. And then when you got the Watchmen, he's like our first city-based character that mainly is going to stay right there so right. he he represents that daredevil street level type of guy you know what i'm saying okay. so every so it, it's like it's like building it's like building a roster man you know what i'm yeah. saying i want i want you to be able to come and get any if you're looking for it we're gonna have it for you now 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 tell us about basically like the two the two newest when we talked about andy starboy and we talked about the watchman series Daniel's first comic coming out, like I, I know he's got to be like beyond ecstatic for putting this he's out. Beyond for ecstatic, time. bro. You know, something for yeah. putting it out for the first time for somebody who came here from Cuba. You know, what I'm saying not not even that long ago, and and basically like learning the language and always having a love of comics, and then putting every uh, putting out his own comic book for the first time. I mean, I know that this is probably supremely special to him. And then you take on uh, Lyle, if I if I wow. remember. Yeah, and he's from Chicago. He's yeah, he's well, he, I I believe he's from Louisiana, but he lives in Chicago. So he yeah. lives in Chicago, and he and 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 he's primarily young. So this is he's this, young. You're taking somebody, you know, what I'm saying, straight to the league, right out of high school, straight to the league, man. I'm I'm definitely Phil Jackson out here. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, look, I was gonna say Lavar Ball, but go ahead. You know what I'm Whoa, saying? <laughs> my man called me the OJ. Go man. off, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, my son better than my son better than Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I look at Lyle like Lyle is this. You know what I'm saying? Like this young, you know, protege and everything that has his own concepts, own type of characters that he wants to put into the fold, and he had to have had to have impressed you. In yeah. order, in order to basically like sell you on a character that was like, okay, this fits in the concrete universe. Oh yeah, man. You know, it's a pro. I think, think that that too. Like, it's the same with anything. I know that you can attest to this when it comes to, when it comes to either film or music, even podcasting or getting an interview. It's not. It's never usually just like, yo, what's up? Are you free tomorrow? Let's do it. If it's a big, you know, something that you really want to do, it's going to take time. So, like, I met Daniel last year. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was, like, February, March. He messaged Concrete Comics, and I was talking to him for a while before I knew he was he was the guy I wanted to have on the team. It was about, about – it took him – to get where he's – to get to the point of in production, it took him about five months, maybe, to, for me to fully understand it. I knew he was going to be editor in chief like two weeks after I met him. Now he didn't know that. 
Right. But I I knew that by the what he was saying, what he was talking. And Lyle was similar. Lyle had originally hit me up to ask me if I could help him produce a book, like if I knew artists, if I knew this, I knew that. And through me just talking to him and getting to understand what he wanted to do, I learned about the character. I saw what he was trying to do. And then that sparked like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. I like his vibe. I like him for the, I like him as a person for one. And I, and I liked, Let's I get- liked what he was trying to do. He had a really good positive spirit about him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I genuinely liked this project and I felt it would look good among all the rest of ours too. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want no, I don't, I don't want to have that Superman, Batman effect. You know how I think I think like DC don't think they can sell anything unless Batman's in it. They, sure. That's what that's what they make it feel like. Because every animation, Batman's in it. Every every book is somehow tied to dark metal or or whatever it's called. Yeah, you know what I'm saying dark metal. Like, yep. It's like it's like they have to tie Batman to it. So I don't want to make a universe where you need to see acolyte and everything. Yeah. If you're not an Acolyte fan, you don't have to worry about him at all. We got other stuff for you. And I'm going to get my rocks off regardless. And everybody else is too. So that's kind of how we built, man. Ain't no, it ain't no super, it ain't no, um, should I say, it ain't no one man show here. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's the big dog here. Yeah. Everybody. Now, you know I mean? now if we, if we could talk about the accolades from 2020, I remember, I think it was around July or August. Y'all got nominated for Glyph Awards. Like seven of them things. Seven. seven of them things, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. That was that was that was totally unexpected because some of them cats in them categories was seasoned, man. You know what now, I'm saying? Tell everybody what the Glyph Awards are. The Glyph Awards is the largest African American based comic book uh award show for indie creators and mainstream creators around the world. Right. And and, and Free Comics yeah. ends up getting nine seven seven seven, nom- seven nominations, man. Between um, between the three comics. Yeah, 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 bro. It was crazy. <laughs> it was a crazy feeling. It was I didn't my my um my printing partner actually sent me a text like, hey, congratulations on your nominations. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> nominations, bro. And I looked, I was like, what? I, said, and I had to scroll up, like, wait a minute, man. I know I ain't. I know we ain't nominated on this thing, is we? Yeah. But we damn sure was, man. I, I told everybody I wasn't mad or I didn't feel no way if we didn't win or nothing like that. It was just the fact that we were we were thought of yes. amongst the thousands of people that have submitted. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So th- this was like, for, for anybody that doesn't know, this is like pretty much anybody who is everybody within the indie comic realm and and pretty much stand, is standpoints as far as in the African-American community. Mm-hmm. You had like big ass names, like people that have put out like like jarring shit, people that have worked for Marvel and DC and everything like that. Well-seasoned folk, man. Yeah. Well-seasoned. You know what I'm saying? Like TJ, uh, TJ Sterling and Greg Day and everything like that. Like these, like all these guys have mm-hmm. won have won these awards in the past Kwanzaa Ozejefo for uh for for black and everything like that so when you yeah. got included in that and you basically put that out there on social media that you guys got nominated for 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 seven seven awards it was like shit okay bro it 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 definitely gives us the ability to talk heavy now man sometimes yes. like you, you know it's funny man it's sad and it's funny but sometimes when when you're trying to negotiate deals out here, 
Like, it's like, see me, I'm real humble. I don't even talk about that type of stuff like that. But I realized I have to. Mm-hmm. So people can take us seriously now. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, getting 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 nominated is a beautiful thing because it, it just adds value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It adds value to, to what you're trying to do and how big you're trying to take it. You know what I mean? True. So true. Yeah. Now, if, if if I remember correctly, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> there the talks of expansion still within this this gigantic universe that you've had, you've always like had this had this notion that expanding the universe for what it is still needs to happen, even though you have a catalog of maybe four or five characters waiting in the wings. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So. So, you know, we don't want to just limit ourselves to just the superhero genre. We have fans of horror. We have fans of sci-fi. I'm a huge fan of sci-fi. And um, we 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 wanted to create a catalog based company where we'll have a whole superhero based division. Then we're going to have a horror division. We're going to have a sci fi division. I, I got I got like two sci-fi stories I'm actually writing right now that are gonna be dope. And we might have some people joining in that's gonna fill okay. That's gonna be like the headliner to the sci-fi department. And even the horror division, we're probably gonna move Absolver to the horror division. Let him because he's he's more so of a horror book, you know what I'm saying? I, I would I would definitely think so. Absolutely. So so he's basically gonna be the headliner of that. And then, you know, mm-hmm. books like Acolyte are they're they're geared for superhero adventure stories. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's not really no in between. So Absolver is gonna be perfect for that division where we can really focus the marketing on that division and yeah. push it to where it needs to go and and center it to the right, the right crowd that really wants to wants to dive in on the dark side and in the sci-fi realm as well, we don't want to saturate these other books with with series that aren't related to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. So, so the, it, this necessarily just puts you in a real comfortable posi- position within the characters and putting them out on a consistent basis. Exactly. Exactly, man. Because it 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 lets us spread out because you, uh, when you when you marketing. Usually, you know, you know, shout out, shout out to Black Sands because they know exactly who the target audience is. Oh and yeah, they make projects straight up for their audience, and they and they promote a market to that. So when you're marketing and and promoting, you want to really know who your target audience is. So, be based off of the way Acolyte and Absolver look, people will buy them together. But yeah. if we put Absolver in a literal realm where those people that love that are going to come to and stay at, then he's going to be selling out. Because somebody somebody reviewed Absolver issue two said it's one of the best written books of 2020, mainstream and indie. Wow. So, you know what I'm saying? That book's getting raves. Somebody reviewed Acolyte. They said, they said, this is the, they said, Acolyte is the blue marvel we deserve. I That's said, true. Damn. Because they sit on blue marvel for God knows how long. So, <laughs> But for, for a character to even be mentioned in the same breath as Blue Marvel just fits. That's what I'm saying, bro. That that humbled me because I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it, and it kind of got my gears rolling with how I really want to push Acolyte to be, I want him to be the quote unquote black savior of the black fans of comic books. Like I want him to be our Superman. You know what I mean? The world Superman is right here. Right. This is this 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 is 
this is our king now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? so, so, what's what's 2021 looking like for Concrete Comedy? Scary. It's looking scary, man. It's, you know, what I mean, sometimes I'd be afraid that I'm gonna put too much on my plate, but but it always works itself out. You know what I'm saying? Always. True. And um, this year we're gonna try to do something that's very unseen from any other indie creators man and it's all content related and we're built for the war we're in a position to put out a nice amount of content right now and uh if that calendar pans out according to mr onaji rouse when he looks at that calendar and says nope it ain't working nope not this not that Mm -hmm. if if we can get it all rocking man it's gonna be crazy bro trust me well hopefully Definitely Acolyte 3 is coming, Absolver 3, Odina 3, that's definite Andy 2, Loud number 1 is coming early 2021, so mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that. And I think I told you some of our ideas for February, trying to, trying to, you did. Trying to do something a little sneaky. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't got something sneaky to show of you, don't I? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I actually do. I actually do. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. The, I mean, hey, hopefully... We we within this indie world get a chance to open back up, and for for a lot of people in the indie world, not only yourself, get a chance to mm-hmm. actually make pitches to physical people, talking right. to them directly and knowing exactly like what the characters in the universes actually look like in full color. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I I know there's a lot of people out there now that they've gotten to see a lot of lot of the necessary people who put their favorite storylines together's faces on social media or anything like that it's only right, right now that i'm not saying you guys gonna bust down the doors and it's gonna turn into a michael jackson concert or anything like that but no just you know people are within the indie realm it's different because you get to meet the creators you get to meet the art right. you know mm-hmm. the, the people who essentially put those storylines together you can have face-to-face talks with them and everything like that. The one thing that was consistent with 2020 is that we were able to do it through the internet, able to do right. it by IG lives. We were able, if people uh, necessarily research the content so they could actually see that person's face and everything like that. But right for it's it's different. It's more organic. Uh, oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's definitely on a solar level that that we can just get this done. And you guys get the shine that you deserve. Oh yeah, man, dog. And I, you know, I'm excited, man, because a lot of people have been buying shirts. And well, you know, going into that bowling alley I did a couple of weeks ago and seeing somebody with a concrete comic shirt on, yeah. that was a crazy feeling, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. walking in, and I'm like, yo, that logo look real familiar, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me see, is that my logo? And then, and then it turned out to be my actual logo. So it's like. It's like, man, just the love we get on online, and I gotta share my DM with you one day, man, so we can see these questions that come in. It's crazy. It's got. Um, it's crazy. I get a guy that asks me every day a new question about acolyte. Just off of him reading it, he'd be like, "Yo, man, so how did he know what was going to happen? Like, how was his father looking at him from the stars?" I was like, "Well, and now I gotta explain it to him." And those are the kind of conversations you have at Comic Con tables. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. I mean, I can I can honestly say that that happens to a lot of comic book fans just reading their favorite books. And 
they have tons of questions and they don't know who to go to. So then right. just talk with other fans. And mm-hmm. that's that's where you start to get like conspiracy theories about your books. Random, like, random stories, right? Right. right. <laughs> but, but when you're actually talking to the creator, you're going to get the correct answer every time. Just know that, you know, you if you're the fan, you're not going to argue with the creator of how they put the storyline together or anything. You, like you'd be surprised, brother. Some cats right. would be like, well, well, that's not right. I'm like, wait, bro. First of all, I'm the writer here, baby. You know what I'm saying? Relax, right? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. But yeah, bro, I, I hope and pray that, you know, what I'm saying we come out of this straight, and that 2021 looks definitely well and good for everybody within the indie comic community because the storylines need to get out there, and the people I think just need to be seen. Totally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Straight up, bro. And I think I think uh, I think there's there's no other way for it to happen. I I really hope that when we do get to be able to come outside again, that we still keep the same energy that we got online exactly. as well. I hope I hope you know and that, like, we don't break up and nobody starts talking again or everything. People stay off oh, social yeah. media for months and and whatnot. It was like, look, at one point I knew where to find you. <laughs> and, and that's it, what I'm saying. That's I, I would saying. hope. I would hope that they, as a business, because, you know, as far as getting out regionally, globally and everything like that, you have right. to, you have to stay on top of your socials. You got to stay on top of your marketing. You got to stay on top of the socials. Yeah, man. And, and you know, what's crazy is that I think that with everybody having to be outside, it actually, that's the reason why there's such an explosion of indies. Because other than that, you know, you were only really seeing the people that were doing both. They were on social and going to cons those are the people that were flooding the timelines so now that everybody was home like you usually wouldn't see tj online he was he was tj killing the cons he's a con yeah was a connoisseur so now he he had to come in the crib now he was rocking it in the crib Mm -hmm. yeah he he was burning tires and driving cross country and Going to Louisiana and Arkansas and all these places. That's what like, I'm saying, man. Telling me about these places, I I was like, damn. I was like, they actually dig like comic books in these certain spots within the mm-hmm. United States. And he was like, bro, like you wouldn't believe. He'd be everywhere, and and that's what I'm saying. People like people like him and Todd McFarlane even was on here rocking out heavy. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, yeah, so, yeah, um, big. Big companies doing Kickstarters now and stuff like that because they had to. So, you know, there when the when the world opens up, a lot of those big wigs are gonna leave again and go back to making their their mega money doing shows right. and being hosts and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're gonna be able to keep this alive and continue it. Right. All, all we do is just hope everybody else stays and everybody else is still rocking with us. You know what I mean? That's so. definitely. Well, Lonzo. Appreciate you, brother, for doing this. Appreciate you for having me on this world famous show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're looking at the next Charlemagne of comics down here, man. Oh man, you know God damn. Hey man, I can I can only dream, man. All I can hope is that I can get my voice out as much as possible and push you guys in the right positions. You know, Listen, you you were the first person that included our name in the conversation, and you had big names included. I think you mentioned us with a. Uh, Stranger Comics and Black Sands, and yep. it was somebody else. And I was like, yeah, dang. Like, that was, I ain't gonna hold you. When I heard you mention this with them, that's when I was like, hmm, maybe we're doing something right now. You are. Starting to get mentioned with them people. So Absolutely. 
and and it's, it's, it's crazy, bro. The amount of creators that say there's creators out here that are popping that say, yo, you were like the first people I've seen that was an indie, indie comic company. Brett from Indie Comics Dispatch said we were the first indie comics he's ever bought. Mm. And we, we, we were the ones that started his obsession with right. this realm. That's what's I'm like, yo, that's that. That's, that's the link thing, man. You know what I'm saying it's, it's very humbling, bro. So it's crazy. <laughs> definitely, bro. Once again, appreciate you doing this. It's been real. You, I brother. wish you well in 2021. And for the rest of this, and have a happy holiday, my brother. <laughs> and and yeah. how how can if if anybody wanted to reach Concrete Comics, how would they get in touch with you? You can go to the concretecomics.com. You know, that's concrete with a K, as you see. K-O-N-K-R-E-T, comics.com. And it's the same way spelled on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I just got a clubhouse because of your ass. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, man, Concrete Comics. And I'm Lonzo Starr for everybody that, that may not have remembered that. But, yeah. All right, man. That's pretty much it, bro. It's been real. So, Facts Project, we out. <laughs>